Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome to our Bible study. This is a Bible study for the third Sunday of Advent. If you are tuning in live on the live stream, we invite you to tell us who you are and where you're from. We also invite you to faith share with us throughout this whole entire evening. Um, we'd love to hear what your reflections are and really encourage participation in this Bible study, this virtual Bible study. Joining me this evening, as usual, is Kate. Good evening, Kate. How are you? Doing well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. I'm looking forward to getting started tonight. Uh, Kate will be reading your comments as they come in. And um, so please feel free to go ahead and post in the comments box. She will also be reading this evening's gospel reading. But before we do that, we're going to go right into our opening prayer. So let me just get this all set up right here. If I can find my screen. There we go. Okay. Okay, guys, here we go. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord God, we open our hearts, minds, and souls to worship you. Thank you that today we dwell in your kingdom and live in your presence. Thank you that as we gather today, we gather together, we join with all Catholic Christians across the world to glorify your holy name. Come be with us, inspire us, and lead us in our time together. We ask all this in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, Amen. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Kate. So Sunday's gospel reading is the book of John. It's John 1, verses 6 to 8, verses 19 to 28. Uh, John the Baptist's testimony to himself. And it's all yours, Kate. Okay. All right. Um, thanks, Mike. All right. So this is from J Gospel of John, chapter one, verses six through eight and Sorry. verses 19 through 28. A man named John was sent. Okay. Um, you need to wind that slide back for me, Mike. A second. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, I'm trying to get that little yeah, I know. It gets... <laughs> face out of the way, but it doesn't work. Okay. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks. There we go. All right. John's back. All right. Um, a man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, what are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. As Isaiah the prophet said, some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, why do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. Okay. Right. The, gospel the gospel of the, of the Lord. Lord. Great. Thank you. Um, we just got a message from someone saying that they cannot hear you, Kate. Um, can you check the yeah. comments and let's give a thumbs up. If you guys can hear us okay, give Sorry us a thumbs up or, le or let me. us know. I'm not sure what, what exactly. Do you want to read what that comment said? Okay. Um, all right. I'm looking at the comments now. First of all, while I'm at it, I just want to thank everybody for joining us. We have Angela here who says, good evening from Chile, from Chile, Florida. Yes, yeah. it's cold there. Um, AJ's here. Good evening, Kate, Mike, and all. Good evening, um, everyone. I had a good birthday. Thanks for the prayers. Oh, awesome. glad to hear it, AJ. Okay. Yeah, AJ um, just turned John's, 21, I believe, right? Oh, Emily's here. I think, I think oh, that's, right. oh, that's the age of, yeah, yeah. I think so. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely a great year. Um, Emily's here from Ohio. Good evening, okay. Emily. Good evening. Okay, hope everything's going well. Um, Vicki um, says, Jim and Vicki from Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, hello, Jim and Vicki. 
Awesome. Um, Janice says, I don't know what happened, but the sound left. I heard Mike and all of a sudden no sound. I'm sorry about that, Janice. I don't know what happened there. Um, Pamela says, good evening, everyone. I have sound. Um, Angela says, I can hear. And let's say Emily's giving a thumbs up, singing okay, Angie's great. thumbs up. Okay, looks like a lot of people here. Kathy's is hearing fine. All right, Vicky's thumbs up, Pamela thumbs up. Um, Tom says, good evening, Kate and Mike. It's Tom from PA, just returned from the evening vigil mass. Oh yes, Feast oh, of the Immaculate yes. Conception mm -hmm. yep. um, this evening. That's very true. Um, let's see, AJ says, AJ can hear us. Um, I can hear, um, Ann says, I can hear you from LaSalle, Illinois. Arma says, hello from Belize. Janice says, I got it back. Evidently, I muted it. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Good evening, all from... Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good evening, Janice. Um, glad it sounds working. Okay. Um, and Mary says, good evening from Texas. Good evening, Mary. Texas. Okay. Thank, thank you, everybody. We're glad that, um, glad everyone was a is able to hear. You know, I was a little worried about that. All right. So okay. everything worked out. All right. So let's go now to back to our gospel and our reflection questions. Sounds good. Okay. By the way, I'm, I'm just, become the, the host of the Bible study. So give me a second. It's a little bit more technical, I think, but okay. So our reflection questions, guys, here we go. So this is our dis, uh, discussion question number one. So in the uh, gospel reading that we read tonight, it says, he said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. So our question is, what obstacles keep people from coming to the Lord? How can we remove these obstacles to make straight his way? What obstacles keep people from coming to the Lord? How can we help remove these obstacles to make straight, the, make straight his way? So we're gonna give everybody about 30 seconds or so to go ahead and type in your responses to this question. I'll read it one more time. The verse is, he said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. And our question is, what obstacles keep people from coming to the Lord? How can we help remove these obstacles to make straight his way? So, Kate, do you have any thoughts on this that you want to share? Um, well, first thing comes to mind is I think during this time of year, especially, there's so many obstacles to get in the way. I think anxiety over the holidays, um, definitely people's pride get in the way, I'd say. And just, you know, anxiety's pride and also, I think sometimes maybe bad influences in our lives can, you know, cause us to, you know, be off, you know, on the right, wrong track. Like definitely the voice of the world is constantly leading us away from God and making us dwell on the material things of this world and so forth. So I think that those things make, you know, get in the way. What do you think, Mike? Yeah. I agree with you on this. And if we're talking exclusively here about Advent, um, I think it's kind of sad that we um, we put shopping, we put Santa Claus, we put really awesome secular Christmas music in front of what the true meaning of Christmas really is about. And it's almost as if it's set up to be a distraction. Um, and I'm not saying that, that that it's done deliberately, but the fact that we focus on bringing kids to Santa Claus as opposed to taking them to a nativity set um, or teaching them about the, the first coming of Christ, we're teaching them, you know, about a jolly man who likes to eat cookies and drink milk and come down your chimney. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that Santa Claus is bad, but I just feel like it's a distraction in what this Christmas is really about. So um, those are my thoughts. And that's just kind of exclusively for Christmas. I think in general, there's a lot of distraction out there in the world. Again, we talked about this before. Um, everyone's striving for success um, in this country, especially or in, in the world in general, but especially in America. Uh, everyone's pursuing the American dream, you know, as opposed to, you know, really preparing ourselves for, you know, keeping in mind that this life is temporary and our every moment of this time really is supposed to be um, invested in our eternal lives, you know, so rather than pursuing the American dream, we should really be pursuing, you know, getting as many people as we possibly can to the Lord and, and making conversions and stuff. So I think that's probably an obstacle is, you know, the, the philosophy of this country where 
it's the pursuit of happiness and wealth and and you know the american dream so that's just kind of my thought here about this question yeah um i think it's like as far as long as we don't let things get in in the way of god like always keep god in focus nothing wrong with all the other things are but always keep our lord focused it's very sad too that we can't have i was thinking about mass this year for christmas and the, like the way children would do live nativities and things like that. And it's sad we, you know, with COVID happening and all that, we probably aren't going to have things like that, which things that teach the faith. So that's another thing. That's one thing that gets away the path this year. Okay, we have a lot of comments coming in. Um, thank you guys this evening for joining us and sharing your thoughts with us here. Um, so we have Christy, who says, as far as things that get in the way, pride and denial. Okay, true. Um, Singing Angie says, obstacles are grief, worry, everyday life. Definitely true. Um, Thomas Miller, worldly allurements keep away from the Lord. Okay, yeah, they do. They definitely, all those things, the lures of the world definitely draw people away from God. Um, Arma says, I believe it has to do a lot with pride and the things of the world. Okay, definitely. Um, Vicky says, media and listening to the wrong things. It's true. Um, AJ says, worldly distractions, the time we are here on earth is nothing compared to eternity. That's definitely the truth. It's, you know, a lot of people need to realize that. Um, Angela says, stress, COVID, okay, especially this year, definitely. Um, Pamela says, I feel like the biggest obstacle is fear, fear of losing friendships, fear of family, um, reactions, et cetera. I've lost friends and family since returning to the faith myself. It can get pretty lonely. Um, yeah, Pamela, I think that's true. I think with a lot of people and a lot of saints experienced that too. I think it was um, like St. Elizabeth Seton, I believe, lost a lot of her family when she converted to the faith. Um, you know, and a lot of other people too. Um, Emily says a lot of people think they aren't worthy or they put other things in life ahead of a relationship with Christ. AJ says we are all running the race that is set before us, all eyeing the finish line, heaven. Um, Frank says, good evening from Ottawa, Canada. Good evening, Frank. Oh, good evening. Um, Vicky says, I spent a lot of time as my children grew up emphasizing St. Nicholas instead of Santa. Oh, that's good for you, Vicky. Yeah, emphasizing St. Nicholas. Well, that's, and teaching children too, I think that, you know, that's how we have the idea of Santa, like teaching St. Nicholas, who's, you know, a saint. So it's definitely good to emphasize St. Nicholas. Um, Anne says, we need to stay close to our Lord, especially through the sacraments. It's true. Um, Gail says materialism. It's true. Um, Singing Angie says to help remove these things, we need to pray more and remember why it is we celebrate Christmas. Give more to the suffering as a gift for his birth. Absolutely. Ooh, that's a really good point there. I like right. that. Can you repeat that one more time, please? Sure. Okay. So Singing Angie says to help remove these things. In other words, the things that get in the way, we need to pray more and remember why it is we celebrate Christmas, give more to the suffering as a gift for his birth. So think about, I think that's important to think about what gifts we can give to, to the baby Jesus and what we're truly celebrating. Think of the wise men. Um, Arma says to remove distraction, we need to surround ourselves with people who are striving to get closer to the Lord. Definitely, okay, that's definitely true. Um, having the good influences. Uh, Thomas Miller says, prayer brings me closer to the Lord. Everyone in my area has bright lights and Christmas ornaments. I have a large hand carved, um, okay, sorry, with bright light focused on the crèche. Am I saying that right? In the I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Or my eyes are going bad, maybe. Um, let's say Abdino says, John 3, 27. To John replied, a man can receive only one, only what is given to him from I think, heaven. It says heaven, heaven. Um, Thomas says, people are living from for this life, not thinking about the next life. Janice says, the material world at this time of year, it is so commercialized. More many, I think many more people don't even bother to say Merry Christmas, receive more cards without Jesus. Yeah, that's true, Janice. We see fewer and fewer um, cards, like holiday cards, like Christmas cards that actually depict nativity scenes or religious scenes. Thomas says, I'm giving charitable donations to my 
relative to my relatives instead of material gifts. Okay. That's a good way of doing it. All right. Okay, so it's looks like we have all we have so far. All right, thanks so much, guys, for our comments. So, Mike, I'm going to turn it back to you. Okay, we're going to go right into our next question. This is number two. Uh, John was pretty blunt in his witness, as Jesus was in Matthew 23. Is there a place for us to be so blunt? So, let's go back to Matthew 23. They're talking about Jesus here being blunt. Um, it says, "Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites!" You build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the memorials of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have joined them in shedding the prophets' blood. Thus you bear witness against yourselves that you are the children of those who are murdered, who murdered the prophets. Now fill up what your ancestors measured out. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how can you flee from the judgment of Gehenna? So Jesus obviously seems really upset in this uh, passage here. So going back to our discussion question, um, John was pretty blunt in his witness as was Jesus. Is there a place for us Catholics, us Christians to be blunt, I guess, in our evangelizations and efforts and things of that sort? So we'll give everybody some time to fill in your responses, your thoughts. Um, I'll read this one more time. Jesus said, woe to you scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. So he's calling them hypocrites. And then we go all the way down to the bottom. He says, you serpents, you brood of vipers. So that's pretty harsh words there. And then, of course, John um, says some pretty blunt things as well in his witness. So the question is, is there room for us to be so blunt? So, Kate, do you have any thoughts about this that you'd like to share? Um, I think there are some, I think what, you know, there are times when you have to be blunt. It's sometimes hard. I think those occasions when it comes to that are when you have to give kind of, you have to admonish the sinner or give warning. If you see, you know, a loved one or somebody or a friend get like off on the wrong track, you know, you have to be blunt and warn them. Otherwise, you know, we're held responsible depending on, you know, and it depends too on the nature of the relationship. I mean, Obviously, you don't go running around your workplace or your office or wherever it is, your place of business and button to everybody's uh, personal lives and, you know, admonish everybody in sight. But if like people you're close to, the people that God has placed within your life, you know, you are, you know, responsible for, you know, especially loved ones trying to look out for their welfare. Now, that's hard, I think, to be. So I think on those occasions, you have to be blunt if you care. Just like when you have to be blunt with your children sometimes, especially teenagers or adult children, you know, you have to be, you have to um, put God first. And that's, it's hard. That really is hard. But, you know, we remember the gospels when our Lord said, you know, that you have to, whoever does not leave mother, father, you know, for my sake, et cetera, is not worthy of the kingdom of God, because that's not putting God first when we put other things ahead of God. And, you know, th that's, that's tough. But I think those are the occasions when I think we're to be blunt. Any thoughts on that, Mike? What do you think? Yeah, I think, um, well, I think John the Baptist and Jesus had the authority to be as blunt as they were. Um, I think for us, the followers and disciples of Christ, I think we should always definitely be firm and blunt in our honesty or in our, in our given witness but in a different way, like we shouldn't be, you know, casting judgment on anyone, not to say that they were. Mm -hmm. um, but we need to be careful with being blunt and being judgmental. Um, right. Because like I mentioned this, I think two weeks ago in our Bible study, where you see the people sometimes who are um, carrying the signs and, you know, warning the world, you know, to repent, which is fine. But then they start targeting people of different faiths. They start targeting pretty much everyone and, and the borderline of, of being blunt and, and judging is clearly, you know, crossed in those. And I think, I, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's what the Lord means when he wants us to, to uh, spread uh, sure. the good news to the world, you know? So. Right. And I actually I, had a conversation with a priest about something like similar to this, like a while back. And you know, and I remember he explained it depends on to your relationship with the person, like as far as the people God puts in your life as to whether and yeah, you need to, obviously you have to be careful about being judgmental too. So that's true. It's, you know, um, okay, we have some uh, comments coming in. 
Let's see. Um, once again, guys, thank you everyone for being here. Um, we have Franca here from, who says hello from Canada. So, oh, another hello. Canadian. Hello. Um, Thomas says a crate, oh, a crate, crache. Am I saying that? Am I saying that right? Am I saying that right? Is the nativity scene. Okay. Did you know that, Mike? I've never heard it pronounced like that, or I've never seen that term. Crache? Am I saying that correctly? Am I reading that right? Um, um, I don't have the, view, the comments in front of me. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, Frank says, St. Nicholas was very blunt. He slapped another bishop for denying the divinity of Christ. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there's times that we want to do that to some of our <laughs> bishops too. <laughs> but I don't think that's the right way to go about it. But that's yeah. Well, I don't know. well, we're not Saint Nicholas either. Right. We don't have that <laughs> Um AJ said, if you saw a child putting his hand towards a flame, wouldn't we be blunt to protect? Yeah, wouldn't be blunt to protect them. That is a way to think about it. I agree, that's AJ. Definitely. Um, AJ says, we're aiming to protect all those around us from heading towards hell. We should want those who speak ill of us to get to heaven. Hell is worse than we imagine. Yeah, that's true. So that's why we want to be blunt, you know, to help everybody out um, to get to the right, you know, take the right course. Thomas says, if someone in your family is committing a serious sin, we have an obligation in charity to tell them and pray for them. I told my sister, I made a general confession. I asked her if she were prepared. Okay, right. It's definitely good. Yeah, definitely pray for people who are not in the right path. Vicki says, it is certainly not welcome from adult children. We can say something, but they hear what they want to hear. They grew up in a time when they were told Jesus loves you and forgives you no matter what. Hmm, right. Like, like in other words, emphasizing the mercy of Christ more so than the divinity. Armas is being blunt is hard, especially when it comes to dealing with our own families, but sometimes you just have to say the truth or else our loved ones will continue on the wrong path. All right, that's true. Um, Kate, you and I were recently in a situation where we had to be blunt with someone about a, a choice that they were making. And, and I think you said, you said the right thing. And you said, look, if I didn't tell you then it's 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 going to be on me. So I right. think I think that was a really good response. And again, and I've I've done that with other people that we know that you know it's a very uncomfortable situation, obviously. But someone had just mentioned that if you see someone putting their hand in the flame, are you going to just let them go ahead and do it? You know, and obviously mm -hmm. hell's a billion times worse than than that. So it's we have to do it. And it's unfortunate that we live in a society where we're the ones who are the crazy ones who are, you know, forgiven witness. And it's, it's just the way the world is. And that's what, what Christ expects of us. So yeah, it's, we have to be blunt. So. Right. Just can't, yeah. can't punch the bishops. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just gotta, you just gotta pray. And, you know, and once again, I think it's important too for all of us to remember, you know, God puts us all in certain places, like each one of us, everybody out there, everybody listen to us, you know, we're all here for a reason and the souls that you are in contact with, God puts you in contact with those souls for a reason. So everything matters. It's like a piece of the puzzle. So that's important. So every piece has a job, just like every part of our bodies has a job to do. Digestive system, circulatory system, every part has its job. Um, okay, we have one more. Let's see. Emily says, I think sometimes if you see someone going down, what you need to be, oh, one of my previous steps, I worked with both clergy and those with addiction. Okay, um, going down with, okay. Sorry, Emily, I think I must have missed some words there going down. Like, I think you mean go in the right direction. Yeah, we need to be blunt. Okay, so yeah. And if you work with clergy and those with addiction, that's a tough job. Thomas says, some of our shepherds are causing confusion. One bishop said there are not people in hell. That's what our blessed mother said to the three shepherd children at Fatima. Oh, there are not people in hell. Well, we yeah, and you're right, Thomas. We definitely know, Thomas. Of course, there are people in hell. Um, Emily says, I remember one father saying to someone who was struggling to stay sober, "If you go that road, it will only lead to pain." Yeah, true. I'm trying to get people to get away from their addictions—that's very tough. All right, back to you, Mike. And one last thing, um, I was at one of those Quaker meetings <clears throat> before, and. So what happens, it's called a meeting for worship because I used to work at a Quaker school. 
and one of one of the people stood up because when you're inspired by the light uh you're supposed to stand up and speak and this man was an alcoholic um and a homosexual and he stood up and said that um i am an i'm an alcoholic and i am a homosexual and this is how god made me and i should be proud of myself and i should you know and boy, was was at home I'm the tip of my tongue to say something, but I wasn't, I was a guest. I probably should have, I look back now at it, but I probably would have gotten fired. But, um, you know, not that there's, I'm not there to cast any stones, but, you know, God doesn't make us, you know, alcoholics right. for sure and stuff. But, you know, I, I, I congratulate him on admitting that he is that, but, you know, it's not something to celebrate something that, you know, your the light is telling you that you need to work on and stuff like that. So, you know, right. And I actually, Mike, when you said like, I was actually in a similar situation to what you described at one point. And that's what led to like my conversation with the priest where I said, okay, father, like, should I have said something in that occasion, like a similar situation to what you described and father, the way father, the priest explained to me, he says, no, he's like, you were right to just, just pray in this situation. It depends on your relationship with the people, you know, is what he told me. That's how it right. explained to me. And yeah, that and, makes sense. And here I am a Catholic in, you know, a different religions community. Right. So, I mean, their, their set of beliefs are completely, you know, different. Like most of them, some of them believe in Jesus, some of them don't. So like, where do you even start with that? Especially if you are a guest on their turf. So, I don't right. know. That's but, true. Okay, uh, is that the last of the comments? Should we move on or? Okay, uh, we had a couple more that came in. Um, AJ said, really, wow, there are people falling into hell as we speak. We need to save souls. Definitely true. Um, Angela says, remember your tone, be pleasant. Do not talk down to them, but with them. That's true, Angela, like for people who are going through something and we want to help them, we have to be like, you know, kind of, you know, very careful with our words and our tone, okay? We've come out with a tone of obviously with one of respect and one of caring because that's the whole point in trying to help people's being caring. Um, Pamela says family members attend non-denominational churches where they tickle their ears versus telling the truth. Therefore, I do appear to be a little eccentric when I tell them the truth, Okay. Yeah, there's a church out there for everything that you want to believe in, it's, you know, and unfortunately, there can only be one truth. But yeah, I hear what you mean about that. It's like, you know, some people believe this because that's the way they are. And it, they don't want to stand up to the challenge of, you know, changing because that's God's will. They want to find a group of or a community that will say, no, this is God's fine with that, you know, and really, there's there's groups that any kind of group that you want to that, that you think you can belong to that will tell you that it's God's will and stuff. So it's very, it's very difficult, you know, with so many distorted beliefs in the world going on right now and stuff. So, but yeah, it's we true. have to stand true to the, to the word and stuff. So, okay. Um, okay. I'm um, back to you, Mike. Okay. There. All right. We're going to go on to discussion question numero tres, number three here. Okay. I like this question here. So other titles given to Jesus so far, we have the word, the light, the Messiah, the Lamb of God, and the Son of God, which means the most to you and why? Okay, so I'll repeat that one more time. Feel free to let us know what your, uh, what your thoughts are. Of the titles given for Jesus so far, the Word, the Light, the Messiah, the Lamb of God, and the Son of God, which of these titles means the most to you and why? So give everybody a little bit of time to do that. Kate, do you have any thoughts that you want to start off with? Um, well, that's a tough question. I mean, I never, it's something I'd never thought about before, about which title. Okay, well, I can start while you're but... thinking about it. Um, so I'm going to go with the light. I, I really, really like the light. I mean, I like them all, but the light, because we live in such darkness, um, this world, like everything that we go through. And I think the deeper in conversion that we're brought to, the more the world seems like more obvious um, the darkness is to us. You know, the things like, you know, we're called to, um, to die to the world. And when you ask for that grace and you see it happening, you're seeing just how things are just so distorted and things of that sort. And so Jesus being the light, you know, it, it really is 
it comes to the point where he's the only refreshment that you find in life, you know, anymore. The closer to him that you get, the more deeper of a conversion you experience. And you realize that, you know, everything in this world is all just temporal and like, you know, everything that we should be doing at this point in our, in our lives, you know, being the converted people that we are and continuing to be converted should be for Jesus and should be for bettering our souls and, and becoming closer to Jesus and spending more time, um, you know, building our relationship with the Lord and, you know, preparing for the inevitable. And that's, you know, 60 years from now or so, we're all going to be past, you know, um, some give or take, but, um, time really does go by fast in this world, even though sometimes we're in a slump and it doesn't feel like that way, but we are at the clock's ticking and every click of that second is a second closer to the inevitable. And that's, you know, our journey into the next world and, you know, to our judgments, we have to get through the judgment first. And then hopefully we, from there, we get to heaven either going through purgatory or God bless us going straight to heaven. So for me, the light, how about you, Kate? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think when I think of those, and the, I mean, the light does strike stand out to me because also for several reasons. I mean, I can see the Lamb of God for the mercy part, but when I think of the Bible and, you know, and God said, let there be light, you know, and I also think of the one thing about the light is I, when I try to think about how does God love all of us, you know, how can he love all of us that strongly? Well, I think of the sun. When you're out in the sun in a field, like you're when one's part of the field and someone else is in the other part of the field, the sun reaches you both. So the sun touches us all, the light touches us all. So God's love at the same time touches us all. And the only way, you know, the way some people avoid God's love, they hide in the darkness and, you know, darkness of sin or whatever, or, you know, can literally hide in the darkness too, but, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that that's a pretty good symbol and even when the sun's night out, it's being reflected off the moon back to the earth. So right. that's a really good point. I like that, that theory that you, or that way of presenting yeah. it that you. It's just, present. yeah, it's, it's, um, cause that's what I remember reflecting deeply one time about how can, you know, God love us all. And I was trying to think about science and how God gives us all these gifts, like water to live the earth and, you know, and so that's how I think of the light when I think of God um, and Jesus. Another term that didn't come up in there is like when you think teacher, um, uh, Jesus is referred to as teacher because he leads us to the father, obviously, too. So, but definitely a lot of good choices there. Um, we have some comments coming in. Um, let's see. So we have going back to where we left off. Okay, a lot of good thoughts on this one. Um, Vicky says the Messiah, because so many Jews are waiting his appearance and he is so needed in this day. Okay, that's, good. Cool. Yeah, that's true. Well, Messiah and kind of like teacher too, good. Um, Emily says, Lamb of God for me, because I often think at the end of the day, I did this wrong, that wrong, et cetera. Please guide me to do better and forgive me. Okay. Yeah. Like that's that what I think of too. I'm like lamb of God's the forgiveness part. Like I just picture Jesus holding the lamb, like bringing the lamb back to the fold, that kind of thing. I'm um, singing. Angie says lamb of God, because perfect lambs were only accepted as sacrifice in those times. Jesus is the perfect lamb accepted as a sacrifice for our sins to be forgiven. Okay. Yeah. True. Um, AJ says, I like them all. Messiah is the one that came to mind. In Hebrew, it means the anointed one. He is the one. And the there is no, I think it means there is no one like Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, definitely. Cool. Um, Arma says, the light means the most to me because it gives me a sense of direction and yet shows me where I belong. The light makes me feel complete. Awesome. Um, Thomas says the savior means the most to me. Our salvation is essence of the divine mercy of Jesus. Okay. Uh, Vicki says, Jim says the prince of peace because he has brought peace into his life. Oh, that's beautiful too. The prince of peace. Definitely. I like prince of peace also. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. I like good okay. shepherd also. Good shepherd yes. is one of my favorites. Yeah, because I feel like like that like each one brings something different to mind. Like I think of Good Shepherd as like Christ being a protector. 
Mm -hmm. um, AJ says, by the way, I liked your video that showed the different names for Jesus. It was nice. Oh, oh I forgot thanks. about that. Yeah, that's actually from a poster that I have in my room. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad you saw that. That came yeah, to mind exactly. too. Like we should have put that in here, but. <laughs> yeah, I have that same poster. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Angela says, I like Lamb of God. The father gave us the son who was slaughtered like a lamb led to the slaughter. The lamb of God by dying gave us the gift of the spirit. Nice. Okay. okay. Um, Janice says, I love hearing the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, which we hear at least four times before whole, before communion at mass, but I love them all too. Awesome. I like that um, too. Like yeah, that's definitely, um, Pamela says lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Yes, that's, okay. that is beautiful. I love that. Yeah, a lot of beautiful imagery for, for Christ. All right, thank you everybody for commenting. All right, back to you, Mike. All right, we're gonna go to our last question here, guys. So the question is, what is true humility? How can we grow in it? Is there a legitimate place for pride in our accomplishments? So once again, what is true humility? How can we grow in it? And is there a legitimate place for pride in our accomplishments? So, hmm. Kate, well, you want I to start? Think, sure. Uh, I think true humility is trying to make sure that you eliminate as much of self as possible by recognizing that by being thankful for what you have in terms of your talent and ability, recognizing that it does come from God with everything you do. Um, so I think that that's part of true humility is seeing, seeing others before yourself. You think about the two greatest commandments, love God, God first and love your neighbor as yourself. So I think in following those two commandments, the two greatest commandments is the best, I think those are the best tools toward true humility. As far as how to grow in it, um, I think, well, like I said, I think those two greatest commandments are the tools to grow in true humility. Um, think about Christ and how he was humble. Is there a legitimate place for pride in our accomplishments? Well, I don't know. I think you have to be some have somewhat pride, a little pride, like maybe not pride, like conceited pride, but maybe pride that you are serving God in your talents, I guess, because you're building up God's kingdom. So maybe pride that way in the sense that you're happy to be serving the Lord, just as long as you're thankful. I suppose that that's probably the best legitimate place for pride because otherwise some people fall into false um, humility too, which is, you know, not good. So I think everybody has to be, everything has to be in balance, but keeping God first. Any thoughts, Mike, on that? What do you think? Okay. Um, so answering the question is true humility. <clears throat> I think that's, um, you know, surrendering yourself. I look at true humility as, as you said, Kate, surrendering yourself to the will of God, um, you know, making decisions that are based on his teachings and not what you feel. And we talked about this many times before. I, I certainly do struggle at times with humility in that regard. So, um, but making his will yours. And um, even when it means, you know, it opposes what feels natural to you, you know, and reminding yourself that, you know, as his disciple, we need to live according to how he wants us to live and not how we feel naturally called or naturally to respond to, to situations and things of that sort. Uh, the next question was, um, how can we grow in it? I think the only way to grow in it is by practicing it um, through prayer, by asking for it through prayer, because it's, you know, humility is a grace and by continually striving to to live humility to live humbly and you know practice humility i think it'll come more of a natural response the more that you try to do it um that you embrace it rather than you know rejecting when temptations come and, and that sort and is there any legitimate place for pride in our accomplishments um i'm gonna say no with this and i'm because we've really everything that we have comes from god and I understand like, yeah, we can, um, it is up to us to decide what we do with the talents that the Lord gives to us. We can do it to make a lot of money or we can do it to serve God or we can do it for whatever reasons there are. But at the end of the day, if we can sing, it's because God gave us the, the talents um, to do so or the skills 
we've learned to do it and stuff of that sort. So I like what you said, Kate, about um, not a conceited pride, but one that, you know, you can, I like guess if, that- if you're making the right decisions, you're, you can say, pat yourself on the back, like, wow, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, I recognize my talents that were given to me by God that I'm using for a good purpose, as opposed to where I was 10 years ago, where I was making bad decisions with the talents that God gave us. So I guess if you want to look at it from that perspective. Right. Because if we didn't have some happiness with what we did, did what we're doing, it wouldn't motivate us to keep going, you know, in that sense. So, you know, but I always think of like, you brought up a good point, Mike, like about prayer. I think the blessed mother is a perfect example who just surrendered to God's will you know, when the angel Gabriel visited visited her and told her everything was going to happen to her. And she just, you know, accepted it. And she didn't, you know, she knew, hey, I could be stoned to death and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But she just, you know, she was very humble. And she just thought, okay, whatever happens to me, God has a plan, you know, and she was set. So I think there's a lot of people who don't even understand what a big risk our lady was putting when she when she gave that yes. I mean, that must have been very difficult, even like, you know, St. Joseph, you know, convincing him that, you know, he was ready to divorce her or, or leave her, mm-hmm. you know, and thank God, the obviously the angel came and, and enlightened him. But, you know, she could, like you said, she could have been stoned to death for, for saying yes, you know, but mm-hmm. she did put her whole complete trust in God with that. So, okay. Right. Any comments, Kate? Um, yeah, we have a couple more, a couple of comments coming in. Um, all right, uh, let's see. All right, just going back to where we left off here. Um, Singing Angie says, true humility is always giving the credit to God. Yes, Kate, taking yourself out of every accomplishment. Vicky says, humility is natural, sort of like Mother Teresa. Once you try to be humble, you lose the whole action of humility. Um, AJ says, yes, every good thing is from above. It's not luck. It is the hand of God. Definitely true on that, AJ. Definitely. Um, Pamela says, I'm really working on true humility. It's as, as it's something I struggle with forgetting to give all the glory to God. Um, yeah, I think we all struggle with that. That's, it's really hard. True humility. Jenna says, I just know I could never do this, um, this journey without God. I think that to myself too, Janice. Yeah, without God, I'd be in big trouble. Couldn't do it. We all couldn't do it without him. It's true. Um, Lewis says, as John the Baptist said, I must decrease and Jesus must increase. Also, boast only for God's glory. True. Um, Armistice, true humility is like that of a child following the Lord with honesty, love, and truth. Definitely. Um, Vicki says, through Mary is the way to grow. Absolutely. Angela says, does anyone know how many times we say, Lord, have mercy on me? I always wondered, but gave up counting during mass. Hmm. That's, I never thought about that, about how many times we say that. Um, Thomas said, we should speak less and teach by our example. Pride is sinful. We should give thanks to God for our accomplishments. We can't do anything without God's assistance. True. Thomas says, the litany of humility is very powerful. Um, Emily says, I think situations in our lives sometimes humble us and we realize we need God to accomplish anything of great value. And when we look back, our finest hours were when we were fully reliant on faith. True. Um, AJ says, I say there's no place for pride. Pride is what caused Lucifer to rebel against God which then tempted Adam and Eve and led them into original sin. Thank Jesus for saving us. Janice says, I so agree with you, Mike. All our blessings come from God. Christy says, before we speak to anyone who may be going the wrong path, we should pray before we speak and ask Jesus to use us and our voice to do his will and not our will use words of love and mercy. That's true. Yeah, we have to, if we want to help somebody else, we've got to like clean up ourselves first and make sure that we're all good. I'm um, singing Angie says, so many people are struggling emotionally and mentally through this pandemic, but this is the time to show God how strong our faith is in him. It's true. Um, Angela says, as Hamilton said, talk less and listen. 
Um, singing Angie says, praise him in the storm. AJ says, amen. Okay. I like that. I like that um, talk less, you know, and, and listen. And, and I think listen. that's a good point. Yeah. Right. Elton yeah, John has a song where he says, the less I say, the more my work gets done. So I think those are actually good words to live by. The less I say, the more my work gets done, you know? So, right. We have two ears and one mouth. So <laughs> listen twice as much as you talk. Right? <laughs> yes. All right. Perfect. All right. We're okay. going to, uh, is that all, Kate? Or? Back, yeah, back to you. That's all we okay. have. Thanks for commenting, everybody. All right, guys. Great. Okay. So that is the end of our uh, discussion questions. We just want to clarify something with this Bible study notes. Um, <clears throat> the verse says, when the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, who are you? Uh, the Bible notes that if you have a Catholic Bible, it will say down there the, the following notes that the Jews, what they mean by the Jews is throughout most of the gospel, the Jews does not refer to the Jewish people as such, but to the hostile authorities, both Pharisees and Sadducees, particularly in Jerusalem, who refused to believe in Jesus. The usage reflects the atmosphere at the end of the first century as polemics between church and synagogue or possibly refers to Jews as representatives of a hostile world. So we're not, the Bible's not using it, you know, in a, you know, a anti-Semitic way or anything like that, I don't think. So just wanna clarify that. Okay, perfecto. All right guys, so um, just wanna uh, just let you guys know of a couple of announcements that we have. So obviously Christmas is coming up and um, we have here our schedule for the next coming Bible studies. Kate and I will be taking off from Bible study uh, for two weeks. So next Tuesday, we will have another Bible study. And then the two Tuesdays after that, there will be no Bible study, at least from us, okay? Um, part of the reason is because there's so many masses going on during, the, during that week, you know, you got the the Solemnity of Mary, you got the Christmas Mass, you got the Christmas Eve Mass and the Christmas Vigil Mass, and it's just too much. So, and plus, I think we're, we're both ready for a little bit of a break as well also, okay? So next Tuesday will be our next Bible study, but then after that, we will not resume again until January 5th, okay? And then beyond that is a regular schedule, at least until we get to Lent, okay? So that is our schedule for that. If anyone has any um, intercession, jeez, uh, I can't talk to them, I'm sorry. If anyone has any prayer intentions that you would like to share with us, uh, we will certainly pray for them. And you can trust that the other group members who are joining us this evening will also uh, pray for your intentions as well, okay? So go ahead and tune those in. While you're doing that, we're gonna go ahead and go to the closing prayer, okay? All right, here we go, oops. I'm still used, I'm still getting used to being the host here, Kate. You are so great at no. this. No, I don't know about that. But. All right, here we go. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Thank you that we can live in your light and walk in your truth. May the things that we have revealed and thoughts that we have shared dwell in our hearts and stir us to action. We ask all of this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Keith. Uh, you want to? Okay. All right. Yeah, we want to talk about uh, some couple of comments that came in. First of all, just to back up a little bit. See, AJ says, just to let you know, Mike, Elton John has said some blasphemous things about Jesus. Not judging him. I don't know his, I think you mean his head, but just yes. putting it out there. I know, um, and he refers to like, well, in one of the songs, like Jesus Freaks on the Corner, Jesus Freaks in the Streets, yeah. And he's made some choices that are definitely um, questionable, but yeah. Now I was just um, referring to that one lyric that I, I, I think makes sense. The less I say, the more my work gets done. So it can be like your work here on earth, so, but yeah. True. Um, Frank says, thank you. We enjoyed doing the rosary with you both. God bless. Oh, thanks, oh, Frank. Um, AJ says heart. Okay. Um, so I think it means like heart emoji. Um, AJ says, pray for me as I take my final exams this week. We'll do AJ. Yeah. So good luck. Good luck on your exams. Yeah. It gets hard this time of year too, to focus on exams as I remember mm -hmm. from being a student, like, you know, with the holidays going on. So good luck to you. Um, Pamela says, 
You got it, AJ. Um, Vicki says, thank you. Um, Emily says, please continue to pray for my dad and a return to cognitive awareness fully and for a good and kind rehab place to agree for a transfer from hospital. Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll keep, have to keep praying, Emily. Let us keep, and please keep us posted on how he's doing. Thanks for all of your updates. So everybody, please um, pray for AJ, for his exams, pray for Emily. Arma says, please pray for the congregation of the Divine Mercy Church in Belize. Okay, so everybody will have to remember to pray for that, for that um, Divine Mercy Church in Belize. Anne says, Monsignor, Sozman of Peru Catholic Church has COVID and is in critical condition. He continues on a ventilator and has overall systematic failures. Oh, okay. So we have to pray for him. Yeah. yeah, I did pray for him this week. Yeah, because I remember from last, yeah, last time. Yeah, to keep, please keep us posted. All right. So yeah, everybody keep praying for him. Um, Thomas says, please pray for me to continue to offer up my suffering in union with the suffering of Jesus through Mary to save souls. Okay, absolutely. Um, Janice says, yes, thank you so much for all you do, Kate and Mike. Oh, thanks, Janice. Thank you, well, thank, thank you for being here with us. All right, thank you to all of you guys for being with us. Um, Singing Angie says, please continue prayers for my daughter, Miranda, refusing contact with her family. Oh, I'm sorry, that's, that's hard, especially this time of year. So yes, we'll have to definitely keep praying and um, hope she establishes contact with the family again. Vicki says, our priest is still suffering the effects of COVID, terrible headaches, please pray. Okay, we'll have to pray for him. Um, yeah, I hope he feels better. Um, Emily says, thank you, Kate and Mike, for your wonderful program. Oh, thanks, Emily. Thanks for being here. Thank you, and you guys are just yeah, as big a guys. part of this also. So we appreciate you guys tuning in and, and your participation and, and everything, so. Right. Thank yeah, you. always. You yeah, we're blessed. Believe me, Mike and I are blessed. You guys definitely appreciate all of you guys. Um, Lewis says, pray for our bishops, priests, deacons, religious, and our Pope. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? They're on my daily prayer list all the time. So definitely I pray for them. Um, Pamela says, God bless you all. You all have my prayers. Thank Thanks, you very Pamela. much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. All right, I guess that's all we have so far. If anybody wants to offer any intentions in the future, please feel free to comment. Um, oh, AJ says, pray for Mike and Kate to have a 2021 full of growth for this channel. Thank oh, you, AJ, we appreciate thank it. Thank you. That <laughs> means a lot to us. It Thanks does, so it really much. does. Thank you very much, we appreciate it. Okay, guys, so that wraps up our Bible study. Again, we'll be joining um, you guys next Tuesday night once again for Bible study. Um, next what this thursday we also have our live chat show if you're interested in joining us and um everybody have a great week thank you again for joining us take care and god bless